1991, Caballero Pools and Spas has been dedicated to creating an outdoor living space that will provide endless hours of fun and entertainment for your entire family. They specialize in offering excellent service and delivering top quality craftsmanship at a reasonable price. They will transform your yard into something unique and distinctive, a customized masterpiece that reflects your individual preferences. Their experience will ensure that your new backyard is something you will be proud of for years to come. Whether it's a minor project or a large master plan, Caballero Pools and Spas will help you get there. Check them out at cabpools.com or reach them at mark at cabpools.com or call 714-309-2890. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Neon Wave. Neon Wave is an internationally local shop, a concierge to the modern nomad. They bring together carefully chosen surf, fashion, art, and snowboarding gear with a curatorial eye that's drawn to the best of the best, technicality, creativity, and sustainability. Their team is born from nature, raised by the wave, and nurtured by the culture they support. This is Neon Wave. We look forward to moving forward. Check them out at thisisneonwave.com. Earth Pack, customized eco-friendly retail and e-com packaging since 1989. In a time of increasing environmental awareness, Earth Pack is an advanced supplier of affordable recycled packaging for businesses of all sizes. EarthPack provides custom products and services and continues promoting sustainability while fulfilling the individual packaging needs of eco-friendly retailers nationwide. Check them out at earthpack.com. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky Podcast. Our guest this week is an incredible surfer and formal former pro that made a transition to the business side of the industry, graduated from the University of San Diego, who has definitely honed in his skills over two decades at Rip Curl, starting as a team manager to marketing director, VP of marketing in the last four years as president of North America. Dude, what a great career at freaking Rip Curl. Slater for president. He's on the <laughs> he's on the board of directors at SEMA, which is the Surf Industries Manufacturers Association board member of the USA of Surfing and as a member of San Diego chapter the nonprofit YPO I got to find out what that is I think it's just a group of really smart individuals yeah <laughs> and yeah as of recent we want to congratulate him on his new role as CEO at Firewire Surfboards congrats that's fucking rad we welcome the powerhouse in and out of the water Mr. Dylan D Slates <laughs> Slater yeah. yeah, thanks, boys. Great to be here. Uh, slates. Been look, slates. Looking, looking forward to the conversation. So thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. fucking cool, man. <laughs> so you come, uh, you know, we know your brother. You know, you guys come from a family of surfing. Yeah, he's yeah. older. Uh, right? Yeah. So how'd, uh, how'd you how'd you like get like he who? he likes to say that I was um, an accident. You know, he's ten years older than me. <laughs> so he, he always says yeah, how bummed he was when he found out that my mom was pregnant. It was uh, you know one of those things. Um, you know things th- worlds were colliding there but um yeah so 10 years older came from a surfing family yeah he definitely paved the way and showed me the whole thing along with my dad and then also have an older sister who's a legend herself she was a pro bodyboarder uh, did, yeah, oh yeah i she, didn't know that and now she's actually the the super weapon of the family she's a infect- infectious disease doctor <laughs> yeah. now but infectious actually disease doctor. yeah but they used to have like pipe masters for women's bodyboarding and she like like I think made made semis one year or something. So she's a she's a stud herself. So she's wow. Kind of, yeah. And it, 
you're what's her name? Maddie. 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 Yeah. yeah. Mad dog. Mad dog. Maddie. Mad dog. Perfect. Slater. Perfect yeah. name. If she's doctor. Go get her. Doctor. Yeah. Mad and dog. And you guys coming from a family of doctors? <laughs> yeah. My yep. dad was an oncologist. Yeah. Uh, retired now, but cool. uh, for over forty years. Yeah. Wow. Um, that's so. fucking epic. Yeah. A couple of fart smellers. Genes in there. <laughs> yeah. Some serious, but educational genes. Yeah. But. Mad dog got it, you know. Her, you're, you know, Evan charges, and your sister charges. And yeah. you char- it's in the DNA, man. Yeah. Smarts and <laughs> did the- your dad serve? Oh yeah, he's oh, he's a, a bodyboarder. So okay. my sister followed in his footsteps. But uh, yeah, fortunate to grow up in Ventura, and uh, you know, great I surfing community. I never get where you guys came from because I always, you've always lived down south, right? I've I went to college at, at uh, University of San Diego and never left. Yeah. But uh, yeah, my folks still live in, in Ventura, so okay. born and raised there, and. Yeah, moved, moved to San Diego when I was 18, but um, yeah, Ventura was an epic place to grow up. Tons of yeah. great waves and great surfing community, and it's constantly surrounded by much better surfers than me, which, you know, pushed me, so yeah. it was good. So yeah, it's very rich surf. I mean, all of the Southern California coast from San Diego to, you know, Santa Cruz is pretty rich, but that Ventura, you know, is definitely, you know, long list of legends coming out of there. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it was cool in our neighborhood. Yeah, the Malloys on the the street, one parallel to us, the whole Malloy family, and then just right down the street from them was uh, that's where Dane Reynolds eventually moved um, when he was like ten or eleven. So it's pretty cool to see him, you yeah, know, come up and achieve what he did. So, uh, but yeah, great great surfing community there for sure. So, starting at the beginning, your older sister, your brother, <clears throat> then you, right? Yep. And so, how old were you when you? first got in the water and did you start boogie boarding first or i think it was around like six when i started getting interested but you know i was also into the traditional sports and i think around nine is when i really started like falling in love with it and and had aspirations to um get as good as i could be right so and then uh yeah 10 i started competing a little bit and then next thing i knew like you know 11 and 12 that's all i did so yeah um yeah it was sort of early memories was just you know getting out and, and boogie boarding and, you know, learning how to stand up. And then, you know, uh, next thing I know is quit all the other sports and it was just all about surfing. So, yeah. um, so and haven't, haven't changed since then. <laughs> so yeah. ten, 10 years between you and your brother, I mean, that's a big gap. So you weren't really getting probably hand-me-downs, but you were definitely probably getting watching a, him, you know? Yeah. yeah. You're getting more watched. You're probably getting a little more pushed and, yeah. you know, yeah. Cause I, by the time you're 10, He's already 20. Sure, yeah. So he's already like done with the amateur career and shit. Yeah, he's charging Before tutos. Before you started yeah. surfing yeah. contests. Yeah. Like big shoes yeah. I feel like, fuck, big brother, not that, I better freaking stuff. Yeah. yeah, he was already like doing the, the butt tour and then, you know, had the Totos thing going on before he like really tackled the, yeah. the whole Mavericks thing. So um, anyway, yeah, it was kind of like, I, I just felt like I always had to step it up. He's always hunting something pretty big. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool to have that, have that influence. Yeah. and. Um, and yeah, he, he's never never shy to like give me a kick in the ass if I, if I need some motivation. <laughs> Brotherly so, love, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What uh, what, what's what, family for, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> what what boards do you remember like getting as a you know first boarder? Like you know, were you on a Roberts? Who's a shaper up there? CI? Like what, what do you? Yeah, so I got handed down a, uh, a Matt Moore. Oh, Moore, a, yeah. yeah, Matt Moore. Yeah, yeah. Had a really good son. Uh, sort of, yeah, that's right. And his son Ryan Moore was a. A talented surfer himself, um, but that was my f- earliest memory of a of a board. I had this this GNS board that um, was nicknamed the Tank. I think it was just like super thick and super wide. I could barely get my arm around it. Um, but 
super clear as day. And then uh, really the, the, the number one memory is when I got my first custom Rusty. Wow. And I was 11 years old. It had like the tribal sort of uh, tattoo, like tattoo yeah. looking, looking spray that um, Chesser and T Knox used to rock. Yeah, totally rock I remember. And, yeah. And I, 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 that was the board. And I have that thing just so clear as day. That, that was when everything changed. And I rode Rusty's for 30 years. Are you kidding that. me? Yeah, that's all I rode uh, my entire my entire surfing career. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, got on the team uh, about 12 and. Um, you know, still, still, uh, you know, basically stayed loyal through that whole time and um, up until a few weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which we'll get to, I'm sure. Yeah, but you know, having that shaper rider relationship is so important. You know, and and yeah, that's a, you know, not uncommon, but it it is kind of uncommon to have that like long of a history without you know jumping ship to some others and yeah, you know other shapers. But it's pretty rare that you stay to. Uh, one shaper that I mean, but it's rusty. Much your whole, <laughs> it is rusty, but still, like yeah. you know, there's people that are on Merrick's that uh, go to somebody else, or Roberts that go to somebody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's crazy to see somebody do it for 30 years. That's a fucking long ass marriage. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but before you rode for Rusty. You ride map. Yeah, Matt Moore. Moore. Uh, I had like a hand-me-down. That was like my first earliest memory of a board that I got. You yeah. know, and then uh, and then yeah, a couple a couple others. But it was really that that first rusty, and I never looked back. And that first rusty, did you? Was that like your first custom? Custom, but like sponsored board. Like? I, I wasn't sponsored. I was. Uh, so my brother was riding for Rusty, and Darren Brillo, Brillhart, the, the legend himself, was yeah. the team manager, and. Yeah. Uh, he he, kind of like he would stay at our house for the the Bud Surf tour, and I'd try to like get his attention, you know. And uh, and I was kind of like waitlisted, like I have a shot to make the team. And then um, I got that board, and and you know the hopes were high. And then I, I remember getting the call. Um, I got a voicemail. You know, you, back in the day, you play the play the yeah. voicemail when you get home. And uh, yeah, answering I, I got I got I, the answer machine, and it was like it was him saying he wanted to talk to me about joining the team. So that, that, that was the. That was one of the highlights, you know, of the yeah. early life for sure. Now, did you have a shop sponsor, or what shops did you guys go to? Um, I didn't have a shop sponsor. Uh, there was uh, Wavelengths and Ventura Surf Shop, Stan Fuji, um, a couple of, like you know just salty, salty uh, temples up there, you know, yeah, that yeah. basically um, you know real real vivid memories of, of the of the sights and smells in those places and, yeah. and sort of had a cool cool exposure to that but never um never was sponsored by any um okay. but yeah uh really cool surf scene though growing up in, in ventura yeah, yeah i mean rich you know authentic we talk about those old school authentic shops and it's like the floor sticky you know yeah. it smells like wax yeah. it, you know there's it's probably not appropriate for like young teenage you know young kids to hang out with what's going on the shenanigans up. and like you know the yeah. older dudes but yeah. it was the best yeah you know surf videos playing like yeah that we 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 love talking about like that surf culture you know even though you maybe weren't sponsored but just having that like go-to shop or two you know in the yeah. town because we grew up in retail yeah. yeah pretty much yeah. and it's funny like when you know we've we've had guests who are older or whatever and they've they went through the same thing it's like these surf shops are you know that's where you learn a lot of <laughs> things not just you know shit talking but grom abuse and humility and like work ethic you know what i mean like totally yeah 
those places were are great for that because yeah. they're like they're like mini clubhouses for the like the youth you know yeah. until you're old enough to start working there and and then you start learning not really thinking you're learning about yeah. stuff like how to sell how to communicate what products what but it's kind of or it happens organically but yeah. you're kind of there and it's yeah. it's, all, a, it's just a fun experience i think it's a good we um, always talk about how customer service jobs are, are the best for like somebody young like yeah. in high school to like be able to like learn how to be to socialize yeah. right like I don't know. And yeah. you build relationships, you know? Yeah. I think that's the the, yeah, the, the, the big thing that you learn through life is how important um, relationships are that you invest in and develop. And, um, you know, surf shops are a natural blend, I think, of what makes our industry so special, which yeah. is the blending of why why we're all here. We, you know, love for surfing. Yeah. The social side of it, you know, there's the relationships you, you build, the, the, the mentors, the, you know, all, all those things that are unique in the, uh, from a social perspective. And then obviously the, the business side of things, which, um, you know, it's a it's the blend, and it ultimately has fed a lot of people into the industry today. Yeah, yeah. They're like the reps that come through, they were like freaking rock stars to us. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. you're like, why you get to go? Oh, I just you know, yeah. tell us how they went and surfed like, down to San Diego or up in Santa Barbara or we're doing yeah. this, you know, and you're yeah. just like looking at you know these guys going, I want to be that, you know. <laughs> totally. And it, well, you for know. us, we had Boothy that was like, you know, world tour surfer, and then all of a sudden he's like walking in your store, and you're like, holy shit, yeah. you know. And then you had Jay Larson. Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, all, all these. Yeah. No, I was just kidding. He, he loves when I bring my name up. Hey, dude, trust uh, me. I watched all the videos yeah, growing up. Yeah. You were like, on the, I was always looking forward to your segments. Yeah. Trust me. No, thanks. But um, yeah, we, we, you know, we, you know, this podcast is to celebrate people in our twenty, know, our industry in all yeah. aspects yeah. of, um, you know, the industry from surfers to shapers to photographers to shop owners to business owners and past current future you know professionals and it's just a melting pot and so many cool stories yeah you know and so so how old were you when brillo gave you the call i think it was 12. wow yeah. okay yeah i was 12 years old that's fucking big news right yeah, it's big it's a big deal for me yeah and did you like free clothes who who were you psyched to tell first <laughs> your brother oh uh, yeah absolutely i think i made that call <laughs> i think i made that call it was really when did you get sponsored first bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was like game-changing moment and what was crazy is like shortly after it was like within six months they were organizing uh, a trip to Baja Wow and it was Kalani Rob the Hobgood brothers Pat O'Connell and um, Billy Oswald team you're getting thrown into uh, and, and I actually yeah I was 12 years old and got invited on this trip like almost like right away because they, they wanted like I was like the designated super grump right yeah. so like it was a uh, you know That's super compliment super like, memorable moment like, yeah getting that call but, and being able to go do that but hats off to Brilla who recognizes not just your talent but knows the importance of like having those all you know groms and, and grooming them and have you know because I think our industry now it's kind of you know falling a little bit to the wayside of like having those regional like super groms i mean there's kids sponsored of course you yeah, know yeah. but it's i it's think it was different. you know you're not sitting to mexico you know at 12 years old yeah, you know yeah. parents yeah. want to like whoa what supervise and you yeah. know it's so a little bit more involvement now boards and clothing for yeah. uh, rusty oh, that's, that's a heyday yeah. of rusty yeah. right there yeah, yeah. yeah. so because i mean like, like you s- that that roster that you just spit out it's like what the fuck like those are the gnarliest at that time those are the gnarliest guys too yeah. um what um 
Was it for a video or just a photo? It was a Surfer Magazine trip. So they did, uh, back then they had like Surfer Mag TV. They'd do these episodes. Oh, yeah. And, um, and it, so it was for that. And then I think, I think I, you know, I don't think they ran a, a feature on it or anything in Surfer, but there was a, you know, I got a shot ran in the Hot 100 and that was a big deal. Yeah. Um, that was a big deal. So anyway, it was, a, yeah, earliest sort of sponsored surf trip, which yeah. was, you know, it's still, it no. still one of the highlights of that early life. Was that your sure. first like big surf trip, even though it was Baja or did your family, did you guys travel to, you know, family trips to surf? Yeah, we did. Um, it was you know, very lucky my dad um, recognized how important surfing was for our family. And yeah. from a very young age, whether it was Barbados or Costa Rica or Tahiti or Hawaii, like there's always a plan the trip, boys. Let's go. Amazing trip planned somewhere where there's waves. So um, from my earliest memories, I think like the first time I technically stood up on a surfboard, I was six years old in Costa Rica. That's cool. Um, so yeah, my uh, I'm super grateful for um, those opportunities early on. Yeah, because that, you know, those impressionable years and you're young and, and, and traveling, especially when you're growing up in California where it's, especially Ventura doesn't get very warm, you know, like you're, it's pretty chilly and to go in the tropics, you're just like, sign me up. How do I get here again? Yeah. So that first trip, those guys, Kalani, there's a lot of goofy foots on that trip, right? <laughs> yeah, Kalani and the Hobgood brothers. and Who, who was uh, like... Yeah blowing your mind the most do you remember oh I, Kalani was the guy yeah. like that, he was like 17 at that time and he was just like just absolutely on fire in terms of his profile yeah just exploding and he, he was the guy and he was like the blueprint of everything I wanted to be as a surfer you know um, did he have that K special K I think, they, I think that came a little later later you okay know? but uh, yeah he was just on abs- that, that same uh you know, I think he got Hot 100 that year, number okay. one, number one. You know, so he was yeah. just like the guy. You oh, know? from um, from like yeah, age 12. You know, yeah. he was a yeah. he was destined to be. I mean, he was, he was light years him. above everybody yeah. else at his age, dominating. You yeah. know, there's a few guys that were like that. You know, in our era, you know, yeah. Rob Machado kind of like was just lethal, Keep. dominating. And then behind him was probably Barbie Martinez, mm-hmm. and like you know, these guys are just machines in the water. Um, what who which shaper were you riding from rusty because i know they had a couple different shapers oh yeah they did yeah yeah so i got a lot of boards from rick hammond yeah over the years so, that's what yeah. i wanted to get out of you because yeah. i remember you know i did the boards I, I i ran the boardroom in hss and i remember getting rusty's you know that had different shapers and stuff and then the ones that were rick hammond and then you start finding out like the people that were riding them right yeah and you're and then you'd see the rick hammond shapes you i mean if you look at them they're, they look different you mm-hmm. know was, it, was there a little like signature yeah yeah like rick they hammond. had they were on there yeah i remember yeah. that he had kind of Sign. boxy boxy writing i remember yeah very, very clear yeah i got a lot of rick hammonds yeah, yeah. he was uh, like one of the best best rusty boards I, i've ever seen yeah that were from him. so i got I mostly rick hammonds and then and then like you know over the last like yeah, call it six, seven, eight years. It's been from Rusty himself. So yeah. I've, I've been fortunate to get a bunch from the big guy, yeah. <laughs> which has been super cool. Did, did you uh, have a different like wetsuit sponsor, or was it like Rusty labeled? No, I, I um, my wetsuit sponsor I think uh, was honestly from fourteen and beyond was Rip Curl. Wow! So uh, I rode for Rip Curl from age fourteen and beyond. Yeah. Early ties there. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's uh, that's where it all began there. Did did you guys have um, like a 
surf PE up there at, at school or anything? No. no there it, wasn't, it wasn't much of like a, like the surf culture was underground up there. Pretty, you know? yeah. Um, so it was it was different. There was no, no sort of surf PE or anything like that. But um, yeah, it was still a, a really good group of, We're, you know. Were you know we we know you got your family's got good genes and you're all smart. Were you uh, like a studious kid or were you just kind of like I mean, I'm sure your parents like most parents would, you know, put high expectations and, and push your kids to excel. Yeah, you know. But how was how was school? For sure, it was, there was um, definitely you know our family really believes in education and yeah. excelling and um, academically and and made that a priority for sure. Yeah. Um, through all those years, even though I had hopes and dreams of making the world tour and doing all these things yeah. it was still ingrained into me that like hey that's, Got that's fine but don't but don't don't neglect um the studies so uh, yeah. definitely made that a, a high priority and um yeah glad glad i did and and yeah once i was able to be realistic with myself that was a yeah the logical crossroad the logical actually plan, came, yeah yeah to, to go to college so but I, it's just good for you know people to hear that because you know yeah everybody you know aspires to you know the, the, the dream you know what is, but what school you, excuse me for my ignorance but what is an oncologist uh cancer oh yeah damn. yeah so okay. he um yeah did all the, the diagnosis just patient care um you know all, all everything yeah. to do with cancer patients that's yeah. a gnarly field yeah 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 it and was heavy what did your sister do um, it was her medical specialty. Is she, sp- she? She's yeah. She's a doctor. Infectious so she, she's, disease. She's in, yeah, infectious disease. Oh, okay, doctor yeah. at, uh, Down at Scripps and um, in San Diego. She was yeah. probably really on call this last few years with. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. You it's, know, I'm it's sure that crazy. Her world's been crazy, but she's uh, she's gnarly. She yeah. Can, yeah, she can handle. She's she as her little brothers became surf bum <laughs> <laughs> industry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So everyone like celebrate like oh it's crazy you and your brother in the industry and I'm like you guys have no idea my sister's not there trust, yeah. me, trust me yeah <laughs> what what inc- like I hate to bring it up again but what an incredible gene pool like what you guys accomplished as a family is I don't think we have anybody like that yeah it's great <laughs> you know um, yeah either you know carve your own path or you, you know the, the path laid in front of you and you just tackle it and yeah. you guys have kind of you know carved your own path and it worked out you know uh, yeah there's a, a really strong like my dad had a crazy strong work ethic and my mom was super academic as well um you know she went back and got her master's in english at a, at a very you know later age and yeah so she's <laughs> just they've just always been you know constantly learning and that's that's how they, they still are you know? yeah so my wife just cool. got accepted at usc for her master's oh, and she's awesome. yeah she's she's like i want to go back and you know finish you yeah. know yeah i'm that's, like you're that's nuts awesome. yeah <laughs> it's so cool these overachievers really <laughs> pissed me <laughs> off <laughs> um what was like uh you're like, already smart you talked about the malloys i know you know um you know you're they're Dan's probably similar in age. He's about four years older, but he was like, he was a big and brother. And Dane's sure. behind yeah. you. Yeah, mm-hmm. who was your like Rat Pack? You guys surfed with like yeah. So um, definitely Dan was like my you know pseudo older brother, and definitely he he um, was a big influence. And you know look look for him for guidance for everything. And then um, you know Bobby Martinez was a really close friend. Oh, um, great. He'd come down almost every weekend. Yeah. You know, he lived in Santa Barbara, so 
um, that was another you know having someone that was your close buddy that was so damn, so damn good that it was so hard to like Sheesh. constantly comparing yourself to yeah. and it was um, ra just rad to see how far he went and um, yeah we still keep in touch a little bit so it's Epic. cool um, but you know that there was just a lot of great influences then you had um, the Kearns and uh, you know Tim okay. Kern was right in that class with Dan and really looked up to him and Nathaniel underneath him um, was a little younger than me so purple anyway, haze. Had, yeah purple haze was a, yeah absolutely sean was uh was a big influence as well so just a you know really good group of guys yeah um, so there. were you in the amateur ranks what what contests did you do so i did basically it was like the prototypical nssa like that's i was all in on that and from 12 years old and beyond so um, Explorer yeah. and open? Mostly uh, open was the focus with Gold Coast, uh, which is cool because I get to surf, you know, these um, spots up through the central coast, whether it's Morro Bay or Pismo or Cayucas, you know, um, but was really focused on the open season. That was, that was my main, that main was goal the, for sure. The, the top, yeah. the top, yeah. Yeah. You know, top class. Yeah. If you could, if you're, you're, you're making finals in those, you're, you're like, I'm, I'm surfing against the best of the best. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's great to see that there is the amateur surfing is still alive and well. Even it feels like it's even more bigger. Bigger. I don't know why. I don't, I'm, maybe I'm paying more attention to it, but I feel like WSA, uh, NSSA, the Prime, US, yeah. USA Prime. Like the, it seems like there's a lot of amateur, you know, contests. Yeah, because I, I mean, the WSAs, I don't remember a push-in division. And I don't remember, like, you know, these, like, really, like, young divisions. And then yeah. every every class is, like, or, you know, every division stack, like, lots yeah. of heats. Yeah. So, did you turn pro? Like, what, what was the next step from amateur contests? So, yeah, like, going into, like, I don't know, call it 17, 18, um, you know, had had a bit of success on the NSS, you know, through the NSSA, and and was starting to do some pro juniors, and got to a point where I was getting a little paycheck um, from Ooh. from Rusty before uh, I ultimately made the decision to go to college. So, um, but you know, I tried had this goal of like, okay, I'm going to go to college, but I'm also going to like try to pull this off too. So, um, you know, I was doing the pro juniors, doing the domestic QS, and uh, you know, shooting photos, trying to get photo incentive yeah. checks, things like that. Um, and yeah, had a you know a few years at that, but it became really clear um, that you know hey don't bank on that. So really went 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 big with uh, my focus at, at college and, and graduated um, 2004 with an English degree. And then uh, you what, know really what, what were you aspirations to be? Yeah, with um, the English so, degree. Yeah, what, so what I, occupation? I so I took uh, took the LSAT which is the um, law school entrance exam. Oh shit. And was on the, about to start, you know, doing the process of applying to law schools and, uh, you know, basically got a call from the marketing director, Mike Makos at, yeah. uh, at Rip Curl at the time. I was still getting free suits, you know, kind yeah. of was just milking that as long as I could. So I was still technically on the team for Rip Curl. And, um, <coughs> uh, Scott Banuelos pod. Oh uh, shit. Uh, he was the team manager and he was, He's leaving to go to Smith, and uh, Mike wanted. You know, we always had a, a, a good relationship, and uh, <coughs> he said, "Hey, come in here. I want to talk to you about this team manager job." So I was like, "You know, one How side, are you? I'm, I'm 23. Okay, uh, actually 22. Sorry, I, I, I started uh, 
January of uh, 2005 and I was 22 and um, you know essentially uh, you know is that is that is that shift do I you know commit to another three years of school at law school or do I cut my teeth in business a little bit yeah. get a surf Figure travel out. and uh, you know learn the whole thing so um, decided to, to go the fun route and then next thing I know you know say over 18 years later before I wrap things up yeah. What a trip. So yeah, that crossroad must have been, you know, like, I mean, obviously your parents and, and what you've gone to college is to excel and, and, you know, reach a goal and a career that, you know, would, you know, take take care of you the rest of your life. And then now you got this opportunity to go into the surf industry. Is it going to last? Are you going to like it? Are you going to be able to sustain and make money? You know, like that's... I mean, at 22, I bet that's a good paycheck anyways. So, backtrack. After amateur contest, you tried to surf pro the, to make it as a pro. Mm-hmm. And then you you weren't getting the results that you wanted. I was going to school at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And so what, what contest were you doing, like, the pro contest, like, PSA? It was, like, PSA? Uh, it was domestic QSs. So, okay. there was, like, the lower level, the ones in... in in the U.S., right, yeah. and then also pro juniors. So, I think back then the age limit went up to 20. So I was kind of doing any sort of pro ams, uh, pro juniors, and any you know, uh, but you can't d- domestic based QS events. So yeah. um, I think back then it was a, a you know one to four stars. So if I could get in any of those, I, I would do it. You know. Yeah. But the, you couldn't miss school. You know, like school is a priority. It's like, man, you're you know these events are pulling you away from school so at what point you're you're like have to make that commitment yeah yeah i, I was definitely committed to school my whole thing was like if if i was knocking it out of the park on the contest i could always go back to school but that that just I mean, didn't could, happen <laughs> there's there's 20 you're 22 coming out of college and you still wanted to get after it you're there's opportunities yeah you know but it's so i mean not to make your pro <clears throat> stab at it it's, it's so crazy though like you were the super grom for rusty right like they great they, amateur career yeah right you're, you're, proje- and you're, you're doing well in contests and stuff right as an amateur and and it's 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 so crazy how good you can be right but then there's so many other fucking guys that are there's so many good surfers right and it's like who and some of these guys aren't better than you they're just more competitively savvy than you right yeah i think it was a little bit of both (laughs) yeah Yeah. but you know what i mean like like late night over here was not competitive competitively savvy but he had the talent right Right. but he just he wasn't savvy (laughs) i was driven i really wanted to win um and yeah you know but i also i was sort of a a realist at some yeah. point when I started seeing yeah. especially you know like having a guy like Bobby that I'm close with seeing the level he was get, getting to Timmy Reyes was another one that was in my class oh, yeah. um, and he was you know doing incredible things at yeah. that time and I'm like you know I, I was realistic with myself you know and, I, it's, it's and that's hard to do <clears> because <throat> giving up a you know yeah your like dream, your dream yeah dream right <laughs> that's a goal life goal yeah. and, and and like I said I'm not like making what you did diminishing what you what you did because like you've That's, done things you're at the top level yeah but like 
like I said, there's so many other guys that rip, but then there's there's one guy's like Timmy Reyes, like he's from Huntington Beach, California, right? He grew up here, but when we when we look at his you know trajectory and remembering what he sur- looked like surfing as a kid and as a grom, and then to what he became, you're like, holy shit! Like he was like number whatever in the world, you know, number yeah. four in the world. And then Bobby Martinez, like you have a closer, you know, eye on that, and and the way that he became such a gnarly competitive surfer, right? Like, yeah, yeah I think he's got probably the most records as an amateur. Yeah. yeah, but you know, hey, you know, surfing ultimately is a lifestyle, and you knew you're going to do yeah. it your entire life, and you know, so it's like, well, you know, go get a, a career. You know, go figure out my career. Still go travel the world to all the best spots. You know, it's not a bad, bad gig. Yeah. You know. So Rip Curl, uh, Mike Makos calls you up, team manager. Um, what was that like? What was that salary like? Yeah. Was it was it not good or was no. like no? <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't matter. You know. It, it just yeah. had it some very, certain perks to I it. I think it was about as low as a as a salary could be. You know, yeah. um, at, in California at that time, but it, it really didn't matter. Um, it was just an opportunity, like I said, um, to, to gain some experience. Did you parents? Um, I did, yeah, a little bit, but it was really like my big, you know, my big decision on what yeah. I wanted to do. Um, and it just made a lot of sense for me at the time. I had buddies that were, you know, graduating college, taking time off to go travel and, and then, you know, get, get to the grind and work. And yeah. I was like, well, I can actually have a job and get some experience, get paid and have them pick up the tab for uh, traveling and, and surf a ton and yeah. um, hopefully learn a lot, you yeah. know? And, and once I got in there, um, just just learned a ton and saw a great opportunity to fully invest myself. And, um, and pretty quickly, uh, the thought of going back to school or doing anything else just evaporated. Yeah. I was like, I'm all sure. in. And yeah. your brother <clears throat> kind of paved the way similarly, you know? you pro to you know getting an industry job i don't know was surf surfer his yeah. first gig he was, sur- he was editor-in-chief of surfer magazine yeah and then he um went to uh help found swell.com yep. um under steve hawk and moved up and he's actually chasing mavericks at the same at the same time so he's up there in san francisco doing that the dot-com bubble burst yeah. and then he uh, actually came back down and, and took over as editor-in-chief of surfing magazine yeah. and uh and did that for for i think a decade and so i had that like during my time entering rip curl i had the editor-in-chief of surfing magazine as sort of as as a brother and a sounding board on some uh, of the stuff yeah. so I there might have been a little com- behind the behind the scenes deals <laughs> are going on i don't know you bumped that up to a half page uh, yeah yeah no it's um it was cool it, you know and having that having that sort of um you know, as a support through all but, that. But also great. seeing he can make a decent living, but also live and have the perks of, you know, what we want to do every day. Yes. How much more, how, how do we spend more time in the water? You yeah, know? that's it. So um, was it assistant team manager or was like team manager? Team manager for the U.S. So okay. I think my title was team and promotions manager. And I basically was in charge of managing the, the U.S. Rip Curl team. And then anytime you had international, you know, guys coming over, I would take care of them. Um, and then running a lot of events and promotions. So Grom Search um, started, started uh, you know, taking the reins on Grom Search around yeah. that time um, and still going today, you know. So that was something that was um, was pretty cool. Uh, 
and taught me a lot uh, through that process as well. And what was cool about that is Grom Search was ran by Darren Brohart, my former uh, team manager. How funny. There. So, you know, we kind of had that that overlap. We're running events together, which is uh, which was really cool. Yeah. The invest the investment in like those big brands like a Rip Curl and Quicksilver and Billabong and you know then Volcom like through the drama events the and just yeah. you know that sponsor you know like that was such a huge part of you know you developing know, the culture and and, and, yeah. and just raising like the next generation of athletes and, yeah. and people you know contributing to the industry so on top of the marketing team manager duties like did you have to set up contracts all that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so Budgets, contracts. For sure. So, yeah, I was on the other side of it and was, um, you know, managing the team budget. So everything from product giveaways and, you know, walking through warehouses, pulling boxes for guys to, um, yeah, negotiating the the deals, um, working a lot with parents, right? So there's a lot of young kids coming up and... Um, and that, like my, my kid t- deserves this. Yeah, my kid totally. deserves that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, in my time as a as a sponsored surfer like really helped kind of inform how the team manager yeah. I wanted to be right so well, I wanted to ask you did you or your brother have agents or no did it yourself no, did it okay. yeah I mean it was it was um yeah so small at the yeah. time so it wasn't a no, no agents I don't even think there was any agents back then but um you know Kelly had one yeah, 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 <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. but he also had the same, that same agent had Rob and Kalani go figure the top three <laughs> three yeah. athletes but no, I mean that you know coming, you know that's probably what appealed you know Rip Curl hiring you is is knowing you know you came from one side of the business to the other and, and just a better eye and grip and be able to communicate. Yeah. You know, but and you want to hire within you want to hire your own peeps. You yeah. know, and you had a long relationship as a sponsor, and you know they already knew you. Yeah. They knew you had a work ethic. You got you know a college degree. They're like, wow, this kid's like smart. He got a degree. He's a hustler, and he rips. And he let's bring him in. Like, yeah. What's a trip is uh, how much you learn when you say team manager, right? Mm-hmm. Not everybody realizes the the budget, logistics, the duties, communication. You know, like promo. When you think team manager, it's not. It doesn't seem so intricate. But when you like dive into it, you're like, fuck, there's a lot to be done and a lot of like business decisions Mm -hmm. and like hard decisions that you need to make, you know, like and and learning on the fly and, you know, figuring out more and more that helps you in the next stage of your career. Right. So. Yeah, yeah it's, like, it definitely that we just feel like that position doesn't get the praise it should for you know yeah. and it is a you know a stepping stone for most you know like yourself like it's 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 one of those where it is a kind of a starter point yeah but there's some that have made you know full like careers out of that position and it, and it works you know but you know you have bigger aspirations or you proved yourself to take on more with rip curl and yeah. from there went to more marketing yeah Cause like I mean you know you're you're basically so many things to the team you know what I mean like you're you're a dead mother you're you're a talent you're scout you're a fucking travel agent mm-hmm. right yeah, you're, and, um, you're a, a psychologist <laughs> <laughs> right and yeah. then you're a sounding board you're a friend and then you're also like you know the bearer of bad news like you know like when when that kid doesn't 
perform and you know you gotta like hey like you gotta fucking make some results yeah but then if he doesn't and you give him the chance and you know yeah that's the hard part right like that's part of business you gotta cut him off yeah which we don't talk you know people don't talk about that but I mean how many times does it happen yeah. right mm-hmm. it's a it's a tough thing to do but shit you know like hey you, Tom you didn't have a I'm talking Tom Kern you didn't have a <laughs> sticker on your board um, we're gonna have to have a talk um <laughs> Tom, you need to put a sticker on your board. Um. Searching, searching for Tom Kern took a, took a whole new meeting uh, after I became team manager. Yeah, trying to track him down, which was uh, just really cool. Built a cool friendship with Tom and, and his wife, Mackie, and, and his boys, Pat and um, Frank, through that time. But, uh, yeah, like that, that guy was someone that idolized growing up. Yeah. Um, searching for Tom Kern, like the thing pretty much exploded in my VCR from watching it so much but then I was his team manager at 23 years 22 23 years old you know so um pretty pretty cool uh you know moment in my life and and uh yeah learned a ton during that time yeah yeah and you got to travel a lot with that sure position yeah Australia, you know. Uh, yeah, not getting a big paycheck, but he's definitely yeah. traveling on company dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's great. There's tons of opportunities globally. That's something unique about Rip Curls. You know, the I guess the how how tight the it is as a global organization. You know, and and you had um, ton of opportunities to go visit other regions and um, and you know, there's Grom search happening all over the world. There's WCT events happening all over the world. There's search trips happening all over around yeah. the world. So. A lot of opportunities to do some great travel. Yeah. And isn't it, like, interesting when you, like, think about Rip Curl is a surf brand started by surfers. You know, it's a wetsuit brand, right? And then you think about how big it's gotten and yeah. how much of a, a business yeah. it is, right? It's, and, and it's not just Rip Curl. It's O'Neill. It's, it's- like... All the surf but, brands. But these started just from some surfers. <laughs> surfing. And doing something we love, and it's multi-million big yeah. business. And, you know, the product putting out, like, you know, I mean, top quality product that's, you know, at the level of what, you know, everything's all fashion, fashion, fashion. Yeah. But it's like uh, most of the innovations and the technology and the stuff that's pushing boundaries is coming from our industry. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So, um for for rip curl for traveling and, and events what uh what events did you like like going to and, and being a part of did you get to go to, like margaret river stuff and no bells bells, bells. Yeah. bells sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's where the yeah bells is where the rip curl was founded yeah um by brian singer and doug warbrick and and uh every year i'd go to the rip curl pro bells beach and basically for two to three weeks was just immersed in that world and um was amazing you know so much history um you know has has and so much history not just in that event but that town you know but where quicksilver was founded yeah uh and it's sort of sacred ground and i feel like that was um an incredible experience to be able to go there every single year um obviously you know watch that level surfing up close but it's just a, a pretty powerful experience you know yeah um, so you know definitely have a lot of fond memories um, when it came to, uh, to you know Torquay going to the Rip Curl Pro every year yeah and uh, and and you know also you know balancing that out with the business side as well what um what was your next step up to 
from there? What was your next step? So uh, when I was 25, I had um, the opportunity to take over as marketing director um, for Rip Curl. So stepped up for that, and um, you know that was you know my sort of transition from just team manager to really looking at marketing as a whole and understanding how all, all parts and functions within marketing work together to you know create demand. Marketing director. Marketing director. Yeah. Global or no, just for the, just for the U.S. Yeah. And, and was that somebody moved on or moved up and you filled in? Like, so what was the Marty Thomas um, was the marketing director at the time, and um, you know he he made the decision to 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 move on, and that's when my you know who I attribute as one of the most important mentors in my life was Kelly Gibson. He was the president of Rip Curl North America at that time. He get you know he, he gave me a shot you know I was 25 yeah. years old um, I've been team manager for a few years and uh, he's like you know uh, let's let's give you let's you know give I wanted shot. it I raised my hand for it and he's like we're gonna we're gonna give you the opportunity Rad. so yeah. Um, yeah that was that was amazing and that that started you know for me uh, a, what like I said one of the most meaningful sort of mentorships yeah. I've experienced with him and he opened up his playbook and and really helped help guide me um, through all that that um, through that time and through my career and um, you know it was uh, a, a great time to, to sort of broaden my exposure and understanding of business I'd say that yeah. was a, that was managing the whole marketing budget and and all that so it was really a it was, it was a pretty cool opportunity yeah which is not rare but getting groomed within the you know it's it's only going to benefit all when when you do get taken under somebody's wing and mentorship and stuff but you know a lot of times it's i'm going to hold you at bay because i don't want you coming and chipping at my job so there's that weird you know kind of yeah. relationship where you know but you know that fact that you know you were embraced like that and, and they helped you know you elevate and succeed they're like we want you to succeed we're going to give you because you were, everything we know you were 22 23 when you first yeah. got that yeah so three years later you're yeah that's not that long to to, to take a uh, that's a massive step yeah right good yeah. pay bump yep the yeah. pay bump must have been <laughs> yeah yeah it was good it was good it was you know and we were going right into i think this was right before the gfc you know so there was um it was an interesting time because I think everyone who is in my role, I mean, what does marketing do? We spend money, you know? We spend money to create demand. And, you know, at that time, every single dollar was being scrutinized. And it kind of gave me um, a really unique and important perspective on, you know, how how to stretch a dollar, um, yeah. in, in a, especially in a tough environment. And, you know, uh, and get scrappy and think No creatively. more die cuts. We're doing vinyl. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I, I mean, yeah. something as subtle and little and stupid yeah. as that, like yeah. it's. It, Let's yeah. go black and white. <laughs> we, we honestly had to get super creative. We just like said, yeah. "Hey, we can't just like make the e easy, lazy decisions to spend on this or that." So yeah, you know, we had a lot of different decisions about one being focused and two, how do you how do you get the most out of each dollar spent and generate returns? So that that was sort of the filters put through, and um, it was uh, a, a time that. Um, uh, it was super valuable for me because I learned so much. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, that, there are some rough waters there in the in the marketplace and yeah. in the world, and you know. And you know, we talked to uh, Gilmet. We had Gil Brandon Gilmet mm -hmm. on, and it was crazy because you don't think about this, but then when you think about it, it's like 
holy shit, like, he has gotten to be on the beach watching things unfold that are historical times in, in, in our surf history. Work, yeah. And you... Being at all the Rip Pro events, <laughs> you know? Right? Like, what was the most... What, what's one of the most memorable events that you've been lucky enough to, you know, witness unfold in front of your eyes? You know, like, your your idols, your surfers yeah. on tour, and you're just like, I can't believe I just saw that person and not on a screen on my fantasy, like, you know, right. like... You're there, front row, and I'm sure the VIP sections at uh, the Rip Curl. So yeah, there's gonna be two. There's gonna be two memories. First one was when Mick Fanny won that that world title at Pipe in 2013. Oh, um, being on the sand there and watching what he did that day was yeah. just mind blowing, and um, it was really cool to be there at that moment um, for him to win that third world title, which he wanted so bad. Um, sitting right next to Doug Warbrick, the founder of Rip Curl. And, you know, he's watching every single heat, scoring yeah. it. You know, he's, yeah. like, just so locked in. So that was one of the most amazing experiences from an event. And the second one, I'd say, when in 2021, uh, you know, when finally being able to get the Rip Curl WSL finals down to Trestles, and it always been my dream, a dream of mine since Ooh. I first started at Rip Curl to have um, a major event in North America and to actually have... You could call like the Super Bowl of surfing, where two world champions are going to be claimed in one day, and have that be be Gabby, you know, yeah. who um, I, I consider a friend. You know that that was it was our event in our backyard in San Clemente. We just moved the company uh, from Costa Mesa down to down to San Clemente to have that event happen in our backyard. Him win, um, you know, all stomp, the stars aligned. Yeah, stomping yeah. a backflip in the final, and it was just it was. Uh, a, that, that was insane. So You're I, like, this is worth writing the bonus check. It was. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was two, those. Those are the two memories that really stick out from an event perspective. Uh, yeah. Were yeah. you? How, were you there? Yeah. Obviously, you were there when Mick Fanning won all three. Yes. Damn. And then Gabe. Gabe's won three. three. Yep. And you were there for all three of those. All three. Yeah. Wow. Not too Dominating. shabby. Dominating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We had some women's world titles in there too. Oh yeah. So, yeah, we had a bunch. <laughs> Steph was on the team, so I got yeah. a few of Steph, and then uh, and then Tyler had two. You yeah. know, so a um, lot of lot of world titles. Like yeah. Time. So j- j- as you know, we talk about travel. You know what what kind of um, you know what kind of destinations are on your like list of favorites. You know, like you're been blessed to go all over the world, both with company and probably you know personal trips mm-hmm. some maybe overlap but <laughs> where would you where would you hop on a plane right now and you know where's your favorite surf spots well anything you can't, you can't beat you can't beat the minnowiza like that that to me has been oh just, just the ultimate um surf destination and playgrounds uh just playground just, i mean all of mentality all, like, not the wave but put all yeah. of it you know so that that's definitely um you know we fortunately had some uh you know, uh, some rip. Cur- so you know, rip curl. The founders owned a boat, uh, the Quest, right? So yeah, we, they do. We, we had a we had a global executive meeting one time and a global marketing conference on another uh-huh. time. So I had two different trips out there with the company, and um, you know, being in that environment and surfing your brains out and talking strategy and business. It was it was you know th- those were definitely some highlights. Um, but yeah, from a surf perspective, that's right there. Tavaro is another one that, like, you know, now that I have a young family, 
there's yeah. no better blend of um, of surf and, and family. you know family than, yeah. than there. So I'd say those are the two spots that out of everywhere. Yeah, let's let's go. <laughs> let's go. Were you were you uh, you know you, again your your sister was a charger your brother crazy charger? <laughs> Can you handle yourself in some big ways? <laughs> I it's funny I I don't like seek them out naturally where I'm like tracking swells and all this stuff but you know if I'm if I'm there um, I like I like big waves you know yeah I, I, have, I have fun um, fun in those types of conditions but there's big waves and then there's like your crazy like your brother <laughs> waves <laughs> yeah he's a whole nother level exactly. you know but I, I I do enjoy um, you know larger surf and yeah um, something something that uh, you know I, I, I definitely the more I do it, the more I like it. I just, you know, because cloud break, like, you know, that's yeah. what you just mentioned. One of your, one of your hot spots that you would, you know, love to spend time at, and that wave's gnarly. Yeah, that wave's yeah, yeah. thick yeah. and it's heavy. No, it's no joke it's for sure. No joke. Yeah. Were you, were you there when the the search went to Ibarra? I was not. I was with the company. I didn't actually go on that trip. Okay. Yeah. I was running a ground search event like on the east coast or something. Yeah. <laughs> you, what about um? Portugal, do you get to I drop did, in on that event? Yep, I, I worked on the 2009 event and then I went back in 2012. So nice. Um, had a couple of years there, uh, but yeah, love love Peniche, love Portugal. Such uh, a killer, know, like surf rich, cool country. Uh, I also really like Hasegor, you know, spent some time there and really cool town and definitely just deep surf routes there, you know, so um, yeah. It's, uh, those are a couple of my favorite places in Europe, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, people talk about going on, like, tropical trips, like, you know, Mantaui's or Indo or Fiji or Tahiti and all this. But, like, Portugal, it's, like, it's the jam. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's legit, like, sure. I, I, I want to do Hossiger and Lackanau someday. Yeah, that's beautiful, those too. Those two places look... I mean the culture and the food and the you know the, it's sandbar, but Portugal's got the it's got the, the reefs, it's got the points, it's got slabs, it's got wedges, it's got you know, it just it's such a variety mix. Yeah, yeah. So after marketing director, then what was the next step? Let's see. So I kind of went I went into climber over here. He, he did climb. I went into <laughs> sort of um, like overseeing a few different functions. So I. Uh, took over the e-commerce function and in addition to marketing as a VP of marketing and then um, and then I was given an opportunity to oversee wholesale sales and technical products so at that point I think it was like 2015 um, I was really you know getting a, a proper business induction uh, yeah. again this is Kelly Gibson giving me a ton of ton of these opportunities so super grateful for him but um essentially at that at time i was overseeing wholesale sales marketing e-commerce and technical products which is you know our wetsuits watches bags footwear um and you know that that was a, a time when i felt like i was starting to get a grip on the whole thing you know and I, Damn, I, I, under, understanding how all those different departments work you know together to, yeah. to create impact so well you, 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 you mentioned you know watches and I I, I know that they're like rip curl you know GPS watch I don't know the, the, the name of the you know the, the model, model you know but 
it was I, I know it I just was know one, of best, one of the best one of the maybe yeah maybe I think it was a tie and then it incorporated like the GPS it, it's like one of the most successful like surf watches like ever oh yeah like massive yeah yeah uh, yeah the search GPS that was a that was a fun project I think it was launched in 2014 2015 and it was another generation that came out but um, yeah it was, it was cool because that was like um, you know a chance to sort of delve into the tech side of things where you had you know uh, an app with an online surfing community and it kind of um you know was 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 pushing things forward in that regards and and um and also just celebrating people going surfing you know measured how many waves you catch and how fast you go and and all that stuff so there's some really like core lords that really put in a lot of time to build their stats Breaking and things like geeks. that you know so yeah. uh, <laughs> nerds just, just, just Dude, proper surf sur- <laughs> guys and, uh, yeah yeah you know, that, that was a, a fun project it's like how much you bitch how many waves you have for you pal you know like just the full yeah, jock side of totally. it but it's it is fun when you could incorporate data like that you yeah. know yeah the opportunity like you said that kelly was giving you kelly gibson was giving you that's kind of gnarly like to be VP of sales is one thing. To be VP of sales and then VP of marketing is another thing. And then to oversee e-commerce and then oversee technical products. Like, that's a lot of fucking mm-hmm. silos that are important. On e- Each one is very important to the business, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So... <clears throat> To what, manage. How do you what like? How how did you? TPS reports, Luna. <laughs> TPS reports. <laughs> it's like you know what I mean. Like all those things are so different mm. that Dylan, we're gonna have to have you come in on Saturday. Okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah, these are freaking reports. Kelly's just like fuck it. He let him do it. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of good people at the company, so like yeah, those the the way it works is that you have really strong people that can can go all in on those specific things and yeah. um, I had the you know privilege to, to lead those people and um, and work within a, a broader team and um, it's a it's a team effort right so um, at the end of the day if you can have all those things moving in the same direction at the same time and going in the right direction you yeah. can make some cool shit happen right and so that, that, that was that was really the, the aim um, through that time and, and uh, you know was um, was a big undertaking and big learning curve for me but um, it was it was super valuable. I yeah. mean, it, it's you know after reading you know your 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 position you know growth you know it you're set up to be the next president almost based on you know like you said all these aspects of the business the silos and you know managing a team of people and and being able to just you know because a lot of times in sales and marketing you know maybe design you know there's some friction within the companies you know like everybody has their vision and you need somebody yeah. at the helm to kind of like be the coach you yeah. know like well the budget budgeting of all that right yeah because like, like you said it's fr- friction sales marketing product like they it's it, you think in the outside it should be cohesive and easy but when you're on the inside with budget like, with, <laughs> with yeah. bud- it's like yeah you guys like you know it's you gotta put things in perspective and what's best for the the big picture yeah where, where do you, you know? invest your money right yeah. like because everybody has their opinion and wants to contribute and you know a lot of people have good ideas and a lot of people have stuff that is wishful thinking and you know like stuff that's not practical and yeah. you know hey in a perfect world outside of budget that would be awesome yeah but when you got to put it within budget 
and times and execution. It's like, uh. so you you gotta you know you gotta be the, the yeah, good guy bad guy a lot. You know, Absolutely, as yeah. as you're stepping up the corporate ladder, like your uh, the way that because you have to present, right? Like you're you're at the front of the fucking meeting, leading leading uh, the charge. You know, you're giving a PowerPoint or whatever it is that, you know, executives have to put up, you know, and you know what I mean? Like, how, how crazy are those, um, the preparations for those, for those meetings, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think, I think when it comes to uh, something like that, it's all about trying to simplify yeah. um, what you're trying to achieve and make it really clear for everybody. Like Right, so I think that's always been a, a big focus: is how do you simplify, create clarity, create alignment, and m- ensure that we're all moving in the same direction. You know, so just don't use big words no. with me. Simplify it, bro. <laughs> you know, I think I think we're this we're English gonna, major over here. I could only imagine <laughs> yeah. like, wait, can you can I get Cliff Note version of what he just said? Because I, I just you know dummy it down for me over here. Yeah, don't use big words in front of Lauren. Yeah, so it's, it's a weekend. I won't. Yeah. Um. So. Then what? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, I got basically I was it was around 2018 and um, excuse me, do you have I, a permit to park here for this van? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Okay, I'm just playing. Okay. Um, yeah, so that was odd. <laughs> so it was 2018 and um, I go to lunch with with uh, Kelly Gibson and he basically informs me that um, he's moving to the uh, uh, the board, you know, the board of directors, and that I was um, given the opportunity to lead North America as president. And um, so that was uh, obviously one of the more, you know, bigger milestones of my life at that point. Um, and, you know, I uh, obviously accepted that opportunity. and. Um, Moved my family over to Australia for a few months. What? So, yeah, we went to June, July, August of 2018. Um, I had two young kids, you know, Griffin, who was two and a half at the time, and then Carter, who was six months at the time. We picked up, we moved over there, and I did three months in the uh, Torquay uh, International Headquarters for Rip Curl, and basically went through all the ins and outs of the business and really learned, I guess, everything else that would prepare me for the next chapter it was just an incredible time surf bells or winky almost every single day and um yeah had this this you know once in a lifetime experience um so that that took place during mid 2018 came back and around september is when i officially got in the seat as president for north america and um you know, the next four and a half years was a blur from there, but yeah. uh, so, that's kind of how so, it all So all that happened. president offer, you know, you got presented to take that job. Yeah. Was there any negotiations going down or is this like, here's your salary, this is what you get and sign here? Like, dream, it was a dream come true. It was, um, you know, I couldn't have asked for, a, a, first of all, you know, I've been with the company for over 14 years. So it was something I'd worked a long time um, for and, um, you know, it's just a, it's really just a, a dream come true. So, so in, term, in terms of, um, you know, the next steps, it was, let's, let's go, let's do it. Yeah. Cause when, when you're talking about these, 
climbs the, of, of the ladder, do, do you consciously think of taking those steps up or, you know what I mean? Just like, do the best job and... Are you, are you hoping for those next steps or are you just like, because it's crazy, you know, like when you're doing a good job and, and like you like what you're doing, there's no need to like, you know, want more. Right. Yeah. Sure, you want more pay, maybe, or whatever, more time, more, you know. But you get comfortable. You, you get comfortable you, of what you know. you're doing, and and like the next step up is. It's more chaos. It's more, more difficult. More, more responsibility. More responsibility. All those things that you know, you're like, fuck. I man, just got like, comfortable and running this. This is running sweet where I'm at. I, I know what I'm doing. I'm I'm com- the, you know now you're like the I'm taking fa- on more. You know the the opportunity for success is equal to failure. Right? Like, you're like, holy shit. Like, I'm stoked I'm... There's no going backwards in this world. (laughs) (laughs) I'm stoked I'm, you know, getting, you know, I'm getting recognized and acknowledged to be the man for this job. But, fuck, am I the man for this job? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, those thoughts kind of go through my head. Maybe they didn't through your head. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I would say that uh, (laughs) you're going to want to, you know, I've always... You know, believe that you have to believe in yourself and bet on yourself. Yeah. And if you get given the opportunity to, um, you know, have greater impact, you take it, right? So that that's the way I've always looked at it, is that you know, with more responsibility comes um, a greater ability to influence the outcome, right? So I think that was a, a big driver for me, and. Um, you know, look, looked at it was definitely not something I was expecting. And again, the majority of my career, um, leading up to that point, never felt like work. I was just focused on, you know, um, yeah. how do we how do we create better products and, you know, tell better stories and deliver better sto- uh, be- deliver better service to our customers and um, and ultimately, you know, uh, that that opportunity came my way. So it was, um, yeah, pretty pretty amazing, and I felt like I had an incredible incredible mentor to help prepare me for that and then also had the, the three months in Australia to um, you know uh, get further prepared so it, it, it felt it felt right and um, was you know a, a really exciting part of my life yeah so, I mean those stepping stones I'm, I'm sure even though like Lyndon mentioned you know a lot more chaos a lot more responsibility more work but each time you did make that jump keep mentioning you know my mentors the 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 team you know the support support, like they you know it it was probably almost going to be impossible to fail based on your previous experiences moving up to the next position and and like them surrounding and believing in you and giving you like everything which is you know again it's 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 kind of rare you know like you you know like in our industry you see a lot of people you know jumping from brand to brand to get that next initial you know and you know to, to groom within is you, you wish you saw it a lot more mm-hmm, you yeah. know i think you know work environment and, and, and culture and and just you know uplifting people within like it, it only benefits everybody yeah. in the in the company you know it's it's rare like lars said you know you were with rib curl for how many years 18 and a half yeah. that's a fucking long time yeah. and you know like our 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 businesses, the brands, and they—they're not owned by the same people anymore that started it. So that's one thing that, that 
you know you, you're fortunate of is like that brand even though it was sold mm-hmm. but for the most part throughout its you know lifetime it's been the same people right from the beginning and that I think that's helped you you know grow that stay there so long but I don't know it's like yeah like a person that like you that started who how many fucking team managers are the president of the company well I'll, I know Richard Wolcott was a team manager and he went on and started a fucking yeah. Volcom okay, how many <laughs> two <laughs> I think I was like 12 13 going I want to be on the Quicksilver team here's my resume you know and then you know seeing that but no it, it is you know it is rare for sure yeah and um like who would have thought right team manager you know like and how but the the all those things that you learned as a team manager that stepped it up for the next for marketing manager and then bam you know you're vp of this vp of that and dude you become the president north american president of rip curl it's like how how proud are your parents (laughs) you know like how you know knowing that you know you should you know first few years probably you should sure you want to do yeah you should be going back to lawyer like you know life's expensive california you want to live here you know you get all that that's what parents are supposed to do right challenge you and call you out and Mm -hmm. give you the real hard news you know yeah but um you know your brother you know obviously again like using him as an example of paving paving his own path and way and stuff and you're like wow my brother doing it and you know he's had an exceptional career too and it's just like man it's 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 just rad to see and that's why we love doing these podcasts to celebrate you know people in our industry and you know people like you that have you know I was 12 years old and I got this contract and I just wanted to surf and you know I had I had the smarts I had the the means with you know with you know from a an affluent you know family and you know a lot of expectations and this and and you carved your own path and you know stories like this we like to celebrate and one it's important you know just to you know inspire people and and it's it's also cool to it's like an interesting fucking it, and it ride. is it's like, an interesting ride yeah you know and everybody's like you know you're a hardcore surfer well that, that's exactly that's exactly <laughs> yeah, that's why really natural was that uh how know? do i stay dude. in the fucking water more dude <laughs> you're a fucking hardcore surfer <laughs> <laughs> well that, that's why it's really easy to go all in right because um yeah. I, that's the reason why i'm in the surf industry for surfing so rip Girl, their vision is to be the ultimate surfing company yeah so why not go all in on that and um you know i wasn't interested in trying to work for a brand that wanted to do everything and be everything to everyone that wasn't you know, there's a you know the the, fa- the fatal thing of our industry is how do we reach middle America? You know, yeah. I didn't, I wasn't interested in that. All I wanted to do was, like I said, be be true to um, who I am and feel like my personal values as a surfer align with the company's values, and stay focused on being a rad surfer. And that, yeah. That's I had had the absolute being uh, authentic luck to and be stay. able to do that. And, and we don't. And like you mentioned, being authentic is is number one and and but staying true to your roots and staying your lane you know like but yeah. but that, what what is that lane you know if it's it's still core and you're doing it the right way and you have good product i mean it's okay to expand in multiple categories you know hey you started off as a you know rip curl was a wetsuit brand you know yeah and then you know got into apparel and then accessories and foot you know and you know like a lot of stuff but it's yeah you know one product two you know like but they 
they they stayed relevant in everything that they do. Like yeah. the stuff that you branched into, it was relevant to the brand. Yeah, like the, the ultimate watch. surf brand. We yeah. had we had no problem being smaller. Yeah. But as long as we stayed true to the brand and the values, mm-hmm. and we're a surfing company, and then we 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 were fine. You know, yeah. so that was that was the mentality and. Um, it's good good 18 and a half years yeah (laughs) and and then so you know as of recent you know opportunity arose like that's you know after being almost 19 20 years or whatever at 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 rip curl and and to move on and opportunity opportunity like tell us about how that unraveled did you get a call did you apply did it like uh so um you know mark price who's done just a an amazing job with building that brand, the Firewire brand. Um, you know, interesting thing before I go into Mark Price. So in college, I applied. I was actually a writing for Reef as well, and um, went to the team manager Ra- Raphael Patterson at the time and said, "Hey, can you get me an internship in the marketing department at Reef?" Um, you know, so he said, "Sure, I'll I'll, uh, I'll make that happen." Um, okay. And. Uh, when I so I got in there, did did my summer internship in the marketing department at Reef, and Mark Price was the marketing director. So that was my first time meeting him at Reef. At Reef. Okay. Uh, so full circle, you know, Mark's um, made the decision after over 17 years at Firewire to retire and move to back to South Africa, um, and you know, just you know, as fate would have it, um, the ownership group. Uh, had some mutual friends and um, was put in contact about the opportunity and um, it just made a lot of sense for me you know so Kelly Slater called you then <laughs> had, a, had a lunch with Kelly but um, no just their, their ownership group was very small um, how was that call with Rusty <laughs> <laughs> sorry Rusty he, he told me hey, Rusty, Rusty 18 19 years at Rip Curl if I get 30 at uh, Rusty that's yeah. gonna be uh, yeah so anyway it was it was um, you know for me my why I'm here in the surf industry is because of my love for surfing. Um, yeah. I wanted the opportunity to lead the, the whole global organization and, and um, you know, at Rip Curl is just in charge of North America. So that opportunity to oversee the whole global organization from end to end, um, you know, cut my teeth on the on the surf hard good side, which is surfboards and yeah. other things. And, and then, um, you know, it being based in, in Carlsbad, I got a young family. Um, it's ten, now 10 minutes from, from my house in Cardiff. I was driving Quality life. two hours, 20 minutes a day for over 15 years from Cardiff to Costa Mason back every day. So um, that that just really um, sparked a lot of, of interest on my end. And, you know, the more I dug into it and talked to Mark, talked with the team, uh, I could just see the, the opportunity on the horizon. and. Um, it's a it's a phenomenal brand with great values and obviously great ambassadors when you look at Kelly and Rob and yeah. Jackson Dorian and Betty Lou and there's, it goes on and on um, the people that are involved with the brand including some world-class shapers and Dan Mann and um, Tomo, and, Tomo and, and, and obviously Rob and, and others so um, you know the more I learned, the more, the more I fell in love with the opportunity, and um, yeah, just wrapped up my second week uh, yesterday. Dang, you're just congrats. You're just dude. green Thank over you. there. <laughs> That's a good thing, though. Green, you know, like you, you know, like, obviously you 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 know, I wouldn't say you you reached your potential at Rip Curl because you obviously wanted more as a maybe of a more global perspective, but um, 
it's it's always good to, to learn something new not yeah. you know and obviously you're not learning anything you've been a surfer your entire life you know equipment you know hard goods you know you, you know it's you're you are the dna of like your your product you know yeah. like i've sur- you're a fucking surfer <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh but you know it's just another category to learn on the number side and and, and in the market you know yeah. like and it, it's the same You'll probably use a lot of the same formulas that you've already, you know, accumulated and, and crafted over the years. It's just new label, yeah. you know. Yeah. I think how do I take easier. over? How do I? How, you know, how do we take over? Right? Yeah. How do you stay core and authentic and, and grow the business healthy? And you know, like we we know it's a lot easier said than done. You know, yeah. with the challenges of, you know, what we've experienced this winter with a lot of rain and a lot of, like a lot of lack of swell yeah, and. Sure. You know those those variables you can't you know control can't control what you can't control is marketing and, and good product and you know good people yeah you know yeah. and uh two weeks in I'm, i mean what i'm really there jealous for of is you get to surf the, the ranch a lot now <laughs> right uh, well maybe hopefully a little more yeah has uh you know like i said two weeks in but i'm, I'm hoping there's some you, trips you, here in the future you know i was one of the first reps with, for firewire oh, no way yeah me and danny nichols no way yeah <laughs> yeah love it love it so yeah. you need to bring the trip. band back together when, when when the uh the, the, the boards were being built in san diego and the yeah. factory was there and they're trying to do everything domestically and stuff and you know, oh, it got to it. Yeah. Go Hold grab our tent. Yeah. I'll keep it going. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, they're trying to f- figure out, you know, quality control and, and, and how to, how to, how to, you know, make the best board they can. And, you know, then they had Nev, you know, doing Australia and there was a, definitely a lot of, um, you know, things they had to overcome to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, make it work. And, you know, paying reps per board, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, for every board, you know, so it was like, look, you guys, like, we're going a different direction, you know, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to need reps, although we like you as ambassadors, you know, it's just, we know there's no hard feelings. It was just kind of like excited to work and get free boards. And, you know, man, I had a lot of good boards, you know, and, uh, but yeah, business models change and you got to evolve with what the market and, you know, how, you know, how things are going. And you guys have definitely, done it you know with a brand you're just new but still you know from an outsider perspective knowing what they've accomplished and the quality of product and the innovation it's, it's fucking mind-blowing uh, yeah you know yeah and there's deep deep commitment to sustainability and um you know i'm just just blown away by the the caliber of talent within the organization and yeah. um how they're thinking about things and and you know the the leadership role um that they try to play when it comes to thinking about um what's next and how to evolve and yeah uh so i have, I have a lot to get my head around like i said two weeks in um but like i said the more i learn the more um i see tons of opportunity for the future and, have yeah, you so. ridden any of their boards prior to like you know like c- coming on board yeah well you know um rip curls a big firewire customer yeah right? so um you know between some of the demo fleets i had a chance to, r- to ride a couple boards and always had a great time um but that's been one of the coolest things about the past couple months through the transition is i've tried a ton of boards and um yeah. I'm, I'm blown away uh how much fun i'm having it you makes know, you feel like a grom again every single day i'm trying something new yeah. different fins i've never ridden anything other than sort of a performance thruster wow. right, my entire life so now i'm riding tomos i'm riding quad like i've never ridden a 
a quad setup of fins, and I'm actually like a rather, proper, yeah. <laughs> like quad design, yeah. meaning you know, like that yeah. that board shoot, like that's a quad board, sure, you yeah. know, yeah. So. And, and, we, and we, you know, we've had a bunch of shapers on our on our podcast, and you know, we talk about the evolution of not just surfboards and but trends, and, and you know, when we grew up. I had a garage full of high-performance boards, and they maybe changed from inch to inch and, like, a little thickness, but ideally it was the same board just stretched out in different lengths. And yeah. and now I look at my garage, and I'm not isolated to this. There's a lot of people that we know, both on, you know, a high-caliber side or just a weekend warrior, and you have, you know, you're going to have that performance board. You're going to have the mid-length. You're going to have the retro twin. You're going to have the... You know, the, the, the quiver, the portfolio of boards yeah. is now so diverse that it's it's great for the retailer because it's getting customers to come in, you know. It's great for the companies building the boards. It's great for, you know, the fin fact, you know, the fin guys. You know, there's, it just affects so much more than just the shaper, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's... It, it's it's fucking cool. Like, what's in your quiver right now? And it's motivating people to get out there and have fun. That's it. You know, like, that's what it's all about. Why go out and struggle on a board that you you wish you you, you you were riding, you know? Yeah. Versus what you should be riding, you know? And that's, it all depends on the size and the quality of the wave. Like, you, so what are you going to ride we're, now, <laughs> We're board horse so, for sure. I've, I've been loving the new Kelly Drop, the FRK. Um, so, you know, um, under his Slater Designs label. Um, he first launched the FRK and it's a shape by Dan Mann with a, you know, it's a performance board with a round tail. Um, and then he just recently dropped the FRK plus, which is more of a traditional squash tail. Um, but just blown away with how, um, it's been riding and just, like I said, having fun every single day, I'm trying something new, um, whatever it is, just to get my head around, um, all the different equipment we offer and, uh, it just has me dreaming, right? So, yeah. and, that, and every day I'm waking up excited to surf. I, I think since I've taken over, or you know, through this transition, I've I've surfed, you know, I'd say 95% of the days. Since, you know, just because I'm so excited to try different equipment. And, 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 and I've been fun. motivated, you know, like I watched Rob. What's his long, his like mid length or the Sunday? Uh, yeah, Sunday. Yeah, and I, Seaside and Beyond. He's uh, got a few, yeah. yeah, and I was like. I want one of those. Yeah. Like he makes it, I mean, it's Rob. He makes yeah. everything look good. I can ride freaking the door and make it look good. But I was like, I'm going to get one of those. Yeah. I don't feel like, you know, I need it because I feel like I've, I've lost ability or anything. I just like, I want to have fun on the days that I should be riding that, you know? And it's freaking, it's. What was you riding when you got that 10 in the fucking board riders club? Uh, <laughs> Which one? Sure. Which 10? I wasn't out there <laughs> that day. Yeah. He's been riding, um, uh, the mashup a lot, so I, he, he actually just uh, shaped me one of those. So, um, but yeah, Rob, Rob's, you know, he's got an incredible sort of, you know, quiver of, of models he's developed that are, are amazing. You know, yeah. from the seaside to the mashup to the, you know, it, it goes on and on. He's um, he's been on fire. So yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to working with Rob. He's a, he's yeah. a good friend. Um, obviously. You know, one of the one of the greatest, most iconic surfers of all time. Right? Well, yeah, um, two. Yes, yeah, of <laughs> the most iconic. Yes, yeah. And you're, you know, you never, you know, you could tell everybody now and let everybody in the world know that Kelly Slater is half 
is your half brother, right? <laughs> that is absolutely not true, <laughs> and that is not going to help. You heard that rumor here first, <laughs> and that's not going to help. The number one question asked to me most Slater. of my life um, you, you, is whether you, there's any relation. And to be clear, there's not. But um, you know, when you I was know. doing my research and I pulling up, it, 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 Google like tried to refix it to Kelly Slater every time I just, like, yeah. typed in the number yeah. or you know the yeah. digits. So I'm like, wait, what? Like, why? What's going on here? Yeah, no relation, but um, yeah, pretty pretty cool um, how it all happened. And you know, he, Kelly's fanatical about about product and product development. What what his expectations are there and what he wants to achieve there. So again, um, it, it's going to be fun. It's going to yeah. be it's, you know, well, hey, in, in delivering to those expectations is going to be a, a major motivator and a driver. Um, and uh, you know, I think that's that's the cool thing is there's a lot of people within the whole organization that you know, want to see, you know, um, us all work together to elevate the surfing experience, you know, yeah, through yeah. innovation and sustainability. Well, you know, we know you're, you're, you're just get, getting on board and we'll have to have you back on in a, you yeah. know, a year or so. And yeah. after you got, you know, dive, dive in full mix and it'd be really cool to kind of get a different perspective now and, and later for sure, yeah, you know, yeah. and we're, but board riders club, yeah. where's your, uh, where's your affiliation? Huh. So Ooh, that's a good I one. am um, uh, tentatively uh, committed to Encinitas. You know, mm-hmm. I actually haven't surfed in a, an event yet, um, but my friend Cody Steele, um, Taylor's younger brother, who yep. um, Steele Realty, he's a great realtor. He um, took care of me a couple times, Cody. Uh, but Shout he's out, he's Cody. he's um, he's recruited me, and I'm yet to surf an event. But you know, I think um, possibly next year it's yeah. on. So. That's my that's my hope. I live you know live in Cardiff, so um, it naturally sort of blends with with that team there. And, um, yeah, it's a good season. squad. <laughs> it right? is, it's a deep squad, so I hope I make it. Actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a problem. <laughs> we got wrong. Uh, you yeah, got yeah. Uh, Jason Shook. We know that, and then you. <laughs> well, I've, I have yeah, haven't, haven't officially yeah. started, but you know, there's a it, it runs deep for sure. Yeah, yeah. So it's so incredible. Well, dude. Yeah. Well, thanks for sitting down. I What's know. What's your official title for CEO? Uh, CEO. Chief. 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 Executive yeah. officer. Yeah. Chief. CEO. So. Uh, yeah. Two weeks in as CEO and um, loving it. Had yeah. A, had, a, had a blast the last two weeks and yeah. you know can't wait for the future. Dude. Can't wait to get to work on Monday. Believe it or not, it's a Saturday, guys. But I actually can't wait to get to work on Monday. That's, 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 I'm not just that's, saying that. that. No, that's. <laughs> I wouldn't say rare, but it's yeah. definitely like your ten-minute commute. Yeah, it's just so fun. <laughs> Quality of life, uh, yeah. Spending time more with the kids and the fam, and in the water, you know. Staying in the water. And yeah. Product testing. It's a good place Mixed to be. Mixed business with pleasure. <laughs> um, I really like uh, my leaders around thirty-two. So <laughs> okay, good enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. no, but congratulations um, on the new position, uh, CEO at Firewire. And uh, and seriously, like the next surf ranch excursion. I mean, think about us. Okay. You know, <laughs> podcast from the ranch. Yeah, like you know, <laughs> X Pro. It'll be a whole episode on Firewire and everything that they got. I mean, and I did a lot of surfboard buying back in the day, so I have a lot of input. You yeah. know, I have yeah, a lot good. of. And we had both Rob and Kelly on the show already, okay. so kind of like you know, get the yeah, band back together. That's awesome, man. So <laughs> when do they come on? They have. We okay. we had Rob on. I don't know about a year. Two ago. Okay, cool. Yeah, 
and Kelly uh, committed to doing uh, more episodes. Okay. We, we yeah. did one with him, but we're just scratch the surface. Yeah. yeah. Two, two and a half hours, and we just got to him turning pro. We spent like that on we're, his we're, youth. Uh, we're about to, the next episode will be starting off with black and white. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But the show is not about the, the other Slater. It's yeah. about. It's about the important, the CEO Slater. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, congratulations. So what's, Thank you. What, what's what's what would Kelly's title be at Firewire? He's owner. Um, uh, an owner. Yeah. yeah. Like this. Yeah. King, King. He's an owner. He's a partner in the business. King. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So. We knew that, but we just didn't know if you guys created another funny like nah. acronym for him. <laughs> like, uh, uh, chief, 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 chief. Oh, oh. <laughs> the, the goat, goat, the goat. <laughs> goat. <laughs> yeah. No, well, it's uh, it's um it's been awesome. Thanks cool. guys for having thank me you. on. And Dylan D. Slates. Yeah. Slater. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, brother. Thanks. Peace. All right. Thanks, guys. Bonsai Bowls, hands down the best bowls. Period. Seven locations: two in Hawaii, five in Southern California. Bonsai Bowls. Go get some. Caliente Southwest Grill. Clean, healthy Mexican food. Everything is made fresh daily using produce from local farms. Their salsa, their dressing, and even their marinades are made from fresh produce in-house, so almost all of the menu is naturally gluten-free and extremely clean. Family-owned, showing local love for 22 years. Check out their website, calientesouthwest.com, for all your party pack and catering needs. You could also call them at 949-515-0909, calientesouthwest.com. Ashland Hard Seltzer, made from all natural ingredients. No sugar, zero carbs, gluten-free. Great taste and guilt-free good times. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Shade Sunscreen, the best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade Sunscreen, it's been around since the sun. Shade, Shade. Sunscreen. Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather. Clearweatherbrand.com. Fuwax is the best, ickiest, stickiest wax in the game. Fuwax. Late Night with Chalky is supported by Inherent Bummer. Surf entertainment, thoughtful writing, surf videos, music, and fresh hell for the core surf community. Remember, it's not the end of the world. Subscribe and check it all out at InherentBummer.com. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams, for our awesome artwork, and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.